I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Very special episode today because we're joined by David Quinn, co-founder and director at Bloom, uh, one of the hottest Irish independent creative agencies. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Aaron. And Shane. Absolute yeah, absolute pleasure to have you. And always as always delighted uh, to be here. Beneath my wing, Shane is always is always there. Um so uh David, you you're you're uh your your agency Bloom, I think, is it's it's well known for being a bit of a rogue agency, bit a bit a bit out innovative. there, innovative, <laughs> innovative, uh, exactly the, the challenger, the challenger uh, brand t- agency type yeah. of brand. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, they represent uh, some some of their clients: Just Eat, Brady's Family Ham, Citroen, Catch Bars, and uh, a lot of the ads that you would have a good chuckle at. Yeah. are uh, are responsible. Bloom are responsible for them. So. What's it like being an independent creative agency in the in the market at the minute? Uh, well, it's I mean, being an independent creative agency in Sardis is is, is it's two, both two things. It keeps you awake at night sometimes, worried <laughs> about how to to um, how you're going to get through the, the latest challenge. But also, it is good fun, um, and it's particularly it can be very rewarding, particularly when you're involved with a brand like. Uh, Brady Family Ham, for instance, where we when we first started working with them, they were a tiny little brand from County Kildare, and working with them to see them grow now to being the number one brand in the the, the very competitive PPS CM marketplace, which is as you probably know, <laughs> the pre-packed sliced coot meat market <laughs> rolls off. Oh, the top. absolutely! So uh, no, it's it's great. It's it's a it's a mixture. It's it's a roller coaster. Um, right now, um, with us, it's good, but there is a lot of uh, nervousness in the marketplace. You know, is there um, another recession on the way? This will be my third recession in in uh, in in this role. Um, it's it feels it certainly feels different from the last one. If there is a recession, or maybe Ireland might avoid it altogether. Who knows? Maybe maybe there might be a palace coup in the Kremlin, and Vlad might be gone, and the gas might be turned back on, and you know, who knows? I mean, if we were sitting here they here this time last year, would any of us predicted that Russia was about oh. to invade Ukraine? God no. And then with this new million men and another 300,000 rise up. I don't know if you've seen the, the queues at the airports and all. Yeah, so yeah. He's and, getting closer to a coup. And, and the border. They'd, yeah. they'd have form in Russia for a coup. As they well. do. They do. It's happened before. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, I, I heard a, a saying, was it a, is it a Japanese saying there yesterday from a book where it said, may you live in uninteresting times. Yeah. <laughs> and that stood out to me more than, if I heard that a year ago, that wouldn't make sense, but it, it makes uh, yeah, com- yeah. Com- complete well, sense. That's a take on the, the, Ch- the Chinese curse, which was may you live in interesting times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in, and by interesting, they meant like wars and... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we definitely all live in interesting fucking times. Yeah, we 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 do, but you know, um, like, uh, we I like to read a bit of history every now and then, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, one of our clients, it's a small client, they don't do a huge amount, is a well-known Irish brand called Johnson Mooney and O'Brien, and I was looking doing some some work with them a couple of months ago, and I looked at the data. I'd say established in eighteen thirty-five. Oh, yeah. And then it hit me that 10 years into their business of establishing a, a their bakery brand, they get hit by the Great Irish Famine. And if we thought COVID was bad, yeah, you know, true. that was really bad. 
So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the things you need, you need to put things in context. We are, mm, it yeah. is the greatest time ever to be alive. We are, the, the, we are living longer. We are wealthier and healthier than all the previous generations on this island. So, you know, despite all the problems we have, they're minor compared to what we used to have. So, so yeah. overall, things are getting better. That's a great, uh, it's a great outlook, great perspective on, on things. And uh, David, you, you mentioned there, which is which is really interesting, is that that this this if there is this, this will be your, your third recession, and and touch wood, it, it doesn't kick in. Yeah. But with 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 your agency being the position it is, and just you're you're naturally that kind of trying to outwit, trying to outsmart kind of. I th- I saw something that, that where you said try to outwit as opposed to outspend your competitors, and, and that's that's really kind of. That's an enthralling kind so of not, not spend them. So to exactly so you're outwit not outspend. Yeah, you can you can do something clever or use be, be more creative in your communication to cut through to your consumer. So that's what I mean by that. Does, well, one of the things exactly, I mean by that. And would that would that mean with that as your your kind of outlook and position? Would that mean when when things are tight within marketing communities and brands and budgets that you're more attractive to 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 brands because you, you that's ingrained in you from when the good times are good and times aren't so yeah. good that you always have this train of thought of 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 let's just be play smarter here as opposed to to to, to spray and pray with your budget. Yes, yes. I mean, what you will find. And if you look at any category of, and we'll get onto this when we talk about some of the ads that picked of advertising, you'll find that a category tends to speak with the one voice. Now, if you are a challenger, if you are coming into that category to compete, then you need not, if, if you speak with the same voice, then because the public don't analyze advertising as much as we, we do, <laughs> they will misattribute your brand to the lead brand because they've got the biggest market share and share of mind. And therefore, they will they will think that your ad is their ad. So for example, if you think about, we were talking about GAA ads earlier on, all the GAA ads look and feel the same, whether they're for Centra, Bank of Ireland, or other brands, other energy drinks, or if you were doing, say, let's take the example, we worked with Brady Family Ham, all of the ham ads felt very, very similar. So we, in order to cut through, had to create something with a different tone of voice, even though we were giving the same message that the public would never associate with Denny. If we did something like Denny, then the public would think, oh, that's a new Denny ad. Because they're, they're watching it half asleep yeah. while they're on their yeah. phone, they're texting and they're, it, it, they're busy thinking about other things. And they and and then Denny will get the benefit of your media spend and Denny won't send you a thank you card. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a challenger, if you if you're you need to you, you need to you need to analyze that and look at any particular sector and they all speak with the same voice. So the, the leader will set the voice, that tone of voice, number two and number three will copy it because they think that if I want to be a car brand, I have to show people driving through, you know. Yeah. Italian mountains. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
that's a that's a that's a, that's a really really valuable insight yeah. um and and i suppose for the for for anyone who doesn't know uh but that brady's that brady's ad um with the the one with the song i believe you're 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 believing uh, you're referencing did that get you into hot water <laughs> no is, is it good hot water i i honestly expected that that would bring down the wrath of middle ireland but it didn't it actually had the opposite it, it landed at there was no way we could have done that five or ten years earlier but it landed where things were changing and i picked it up from i have a teenage son who was listening to it and i was going what do you listen to that track for and he had yeah. none of the associations of the past with it and also it was a little it was a little bit cheeky and mm. but it, it like when that ad first came out it literally broke the internet for three yeah. or four days it just it was trending on twitter it was it went viral media organizations like the irish times wrote three articles about it as oh. well as the mirror and the star and all and all the radio stations so but there's an example actually because that they it's actually a very straight ad it's mm. an expected ad for its category it's butchers in a kitchen like the manufacturers in a kitchen talking about the, the product what goes into the product or doesn't go into it in this case of no added water but it's the way that it's the way and in this case it's a song and and then the context of the song for irish people they got it we pitched it we went to we were showing this that a uh, reel to a reel to uh, a british client shortly afterwards and the guy said oh and i love that Munford and son song that you did for <laughs> <Jesus. pictures." laughs> like, you know and then oh, you hadn't got the cultural reference but it was fine <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Did, did you find I I'm going to ask you this because we always talk about this in the podcast. When you're when you're coming up with an idea or when you're coming up with with an activation that is challenging and is out there and you're trying to make you're trying to there's a pattern in the market in the way of communication you're trying to break that pattern for your brand, yeah. right? In that pitching process, or not pitching or just just presenting process, did you do you find it difficult to bring the client along with that journey because a lot of the times they've been part of yeah. the same pattern you know what i mean yeah. and you're you're this person standing there like with great insight and um great knowledge as to why you're bringing it but you still i, I don't know i find personally sometimes it can be difficult to bring them along that journey yeah. how do you find what do you do i guess to help bring a client along that journey to bring them to your way of thinking especially when it's something going to be out there well, that's actually a really good question. Uh, and it actually comes down to the client. Okay. Like great advertising, I think it's it's a it's a it's a duo, it's a duet, the duet between the client and the agency. And great clients make great advertising. Right. And with something I'm gonna to want to come on to with one of the examples I'm gonna show. And so and great clients work with their agencies to make that stuff. And a lot of clients don't you know they're they're more they're more conservative they're more fearful they're not fearful let's conser- let's say conservative and, and there's and actually you know they and they know their market position and there's nothing wrong with that but and and they will never step out with you so it, it's it's a case of picking your i don't say picking your partner, choosing your partner you know there are certain brands who are totally up for this and in fact in, in organizations organize I, you can chart the rise and fall of organizations depending on their level of of in, internal investment into marketing expertise because sometimes they have great marketing managers who are you know uh, um who are who 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 want to take risks and who who who, uh, who are very marketing literate and savvy and other times you will have 
in the same organization, somebody else might take over who may not be as might have a different outlook and be more conservative. And 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 Mark and brands can rise and fall on those decisions. So it is it is it's like a dance. It's a it's a dance between a client and a and an agency to come up with something really good. Well, for for the dance that you did with uh, the Brady's, uh, was it come out you other hands? Come out uh, your other hands, uh, yeah. The, the the line, uh, you can imagine what that sounds like um, to, to the tune. Yeah. Did did you when you were pitching it? I often thought, did you actually sing the song? Yeah. In the room. Yeah, and and, and we we, um, we had, <laughs> you know, we had to explain. They knew what the song was. Yeah. And we had to explain it. Actually, its historical background was it was actually a loyal a unionist song one stage, and it was a a monster. It, it had been adapted several times. That air had been adapted, and then Dominic Behan wrote the song about not a not about the War of Independence. It's about sectarianism in Dublin, because he was referring to his neighbours. There was a <clears throat> large unionist community in Dublin in the nineteen twenties or in the time of the War of Independence. And he was referring to his neighbors, his union's neighbors, as black and tans. So it was a derogatory phrase in the term. But anyway, it was adopted subsequently by the Wolf Tones yeah. and the Provos and all that sort of stuff. So went, look, let's take this song back from them. And then they they bought that idea. And also the man, the managing director of Brady's is really quite unique guy, and always have been. Their view was always like, "You're the ad agency. What do you recommend? Mm -hmm. So we hire you." And then he, so we we had three ideas on the table and he had his marketing team around him and he said, which idea makes us feel the most uneasy? And very few manager, marketing people will say that or owners will say that. They all went, that one. I said, right, that's what we're doing. And there was never wow. any question after that. And great people. And they always have I been great that. people. That's amazing. But yeah, yeah. Really is. And that's why they, and that's part of, that's part of the reason why now it's it's you know the advertising is is a, is a part of it, mm -hmm. but also all of the other deals and distribution. I think they're the only successful Irish challenger brand in the last twenty years in any established category, mm. or one of a handful, and that's why they've become like that. It's because of that attitude when it comes to business, and they're they've now just entered the the illustrious checkout top twenty brands. You know, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Fair play. yeah it's great yeah. that's great to hear that thinking you know what i mean because yeah. like we, me and aaron in the past will have worked with clients that we have as dance partners with a lot of trust yeah. you know what i mean and you build that trust yeah but i think um it's interesting now the more that we we work into kind of speculative work and stuff like that and you're kind of coming cold to people with stuff there is that there as a dance party you don't know you know yeah. you don't know where people are going to come at or where they're at because you're not with them every single day or you're not talking yeah. to them or dealing with their media and I just think it's interesting when we, when we go on the podcast and we, we talk about great ads, that's always the question I have. It's like, well, how, what happened in the room? You know yeah. what I mean? Well, well, how did the room? So that's, that's a great insight. Uh, no, that's, that's appropriate to them. There would be other clients that we yeah. have where there wouldn't be, you know, you could put 10 ideas like that and they just wouldn't go there because it's not their brand. And you also have to understand that there are, you know, you have to, you have to I suppose, pick your fights, the pick the opportunities. You that's know. great. That's that. This this is the kind of conversation I think I can speak for Shane as well. Here is that we could we could have this chat for about two hours. Yeah, we could go all day. We could. Uh, I have to finish by lunchtime. Other than that, I'm pretty. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we have to uh, we have to move on to the ads. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good thing to move on to. Um. So, David, what's the first ad we can we can expect to see? So today? the first ad actually dovetails very neatly from the last point we're just talking about is uh, Guinness. And I've picked Guinness 
Dream Club. And the reason I picked Guinness Dream Club is because I want to pay tribute to great clients. And I just to use to use that dance partner analogy. And Guinness arguably have been the greatest client uh, in, a, in world advertising on a world scale of the last 50 years. And they have left us a legacy of uh, brilliant advertising. And this is, I could have picked one of, you know, a spoil for riches here. And I know you did a Guinness podcast, but this one, I picked this one because it was quite obscure. It's surreal. It's a little bit Flann O'Brien. There's a bit of madness in it, which showed that, that the brand was, you know, it wasn't afraid to go to places like this. Um, okay. It only ran in the UK, never ran in Ireland. And then there's this guy. The champion of the dream club. What are you drinking? The usual. He drifts off with questions and wakes up with answers. Oh, I've just heard the weirdest dream. Okay, ready? Play the music. Beth and Gloria and Barbara and Betty. And Daddy. Back up again a little tighter. Tonight's dream, the big question. What's the meaning of life? It is mental. And like this is I think this is the high point of a great client and a great um so Guinness from the from a period of the nineteenth from I'd say the mid nineteen seventies to I would say recently, they have consistently produced great advertising. That comes from their what I used what we used to refer to as the Diageo school, where they used to have an internal marketing program and they had their own internal marketing ways and there was a Diageo brief, there's a Diageo way of of communicating, uh, of, of criticizing work and of, of, anyway, they had their own methodology and they trained lots of people and then those people moved into other jobs and other and other agencies and they brought that way of thinking with them. And I think that led to great, through great uh, era of Irish advertising and British advertising. And it all comes from a great client being able to commission great work. This ad in particular, I don't, I, I believe... Now, I only heard this secondhand that the it didn't work that didn't do that well for them. And it got it. They pulled it after a short amount of time. And I believe the agency may have fallen foul of the edge in some way for producing it. Um, But it's an agency that I add guys like because it's it's got um it's got qualities that you wouldn't normally get into an ad. You know, it's got dark. It's a little dark and it's moody, and it. And I, what I also like about it is that dreamlike quality in it. Uh, these Cerebral things. Cere- yeah, exactly. And it's 
like the horse, there's a scene with a horse laughing, lying down, or where he wakes up and there's all the squirrels drinking pints, you know. Uh, it's and and it it ha- kind of has a narrative arc, but at the same time, it it makes sense in a sort of subconscious, dreamlike way, and it doesn't make sense in another way. Yeah, and it has that feel. Great it, summary. It has that feel as well of of drinking, you know, of, of, after a few pints, and you might get giddy and you know, the room and, you know, so. I think is interesting about it from a visual, a visual narrative point of view. I thought was an interesting theme, obviously, is the choice of the Eastern Bloc kind of actors. Yeah. An accent and that struggle, that almost zombie like climbing on themselves. Obviously, Eastern Bloc, you put a wall in the middle of a road. You go to West Germany, you go to East Germany. Yeah. You know what true. I mean? You think that's where your head, well, that's where my head went anyway. And even the setup, the, the houses, the, the black and white yeah. screens, that type of film. And I just think the way that they aligned up, they lined up that visually of that clamoring to see through that wall as in a sense of release. That's all anyone wants to get through. Yeah. And you run those, that tone and that ideology beside it. I just think it was a really, it's very powerful. I could see that in a fit, like, felt like a really like um very strong visual narrative to run through it for a for a representation of release and that's obviously the end line is come to those who wait and i just thought that was interesting i thought that was a i wasn't expecting that and then like that married as you as you rightly said that kind of there, there, there is that theme there, but then there's the, the fucking squirrels. Then there is the, the, horses, <laughs> the horse. There is the dog. So the dogs jump up and down. And I think that's where they're trying to play. I think they're trying to play in that space of, of well, we'll set up a context of a world with a character that you expect one thing from historically on film, what you're told, and yeah. then we're gonna fucking throw, like we'll we'll mess with it because that's what a dream is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You 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 establish who you are in your dreams and the world you live in, and then all of a sudden someone's sitting upside down, and you're like, what? Yeah, the rules of physics don't apply, do they? Exactly, but but that the the only reason that that that's exceptional is because of the rules. Right. Yeah. In your head, because you're like the only reason you remember the craziness of the squirrels drinking is because that's not what you expect to see. So I just think, vi- yeah, I, I, I'd not seen that before, but visually, I think uh, I find that really interesting. I feel yeah. like it's something. I nearly felt like I'm sitting in a fucking German um, short film festival, and it could be nothing to do with Guinness, but you yeah. can see it run for seven minutes. You know what I mean? An awful lot of quiet character, just be like the I, I, and I love the the bravery of letting him stand sleeping standing up on that street and leaving it because yeah. you don't see anyone running behind him for like like i think it's like 10 seconds and he's just there i love that i love that bravery it's great in the yeah end. no it's a lovely piece, lovely yeah, piece. Uh, jonathan glazer and he, i think he directed a couple of other ads and he's a yeah. movie director but i think it's a it's a sexy par- beast isn't it jonathan glazer. that's him yeah. yeah but i think i think um you know they've the other thing i want to say is that uh guinness sorry um Alcohol advertising within ten years will be banned, will be gone in this country. I think it'll go dark, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, alcohol Guinness advertising in particular formed a, a I don't know how many people come on here and say something like this, but formed a, a an important part of the making of modern contemporary Irish culture. You know, there were great ads in the past where there were almost moments where people stopped and turn up the telly and watch this, like the Dancing Man or the Mm-hmm. The corrupts ad, or there was loads of them. They were they they were they they were a building block of who of of who and what we are now, yeah. and they will be gone. And nobody is really particularly mourning 
you know, at the end of this part of our culture. Now that's gone for good reasons. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they were, I think, quite significant. You'd, you'd, you'd wonder if when they when they go, if it'll go the way of some of the brilliant kind of cigarette ads. But in yeah. a sense, you'd, you'd you'd love the idea of them going, OK, we can't we're going to go dark, but we're going to make a film every year. That'll be dark. And like, let people just share it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As in, don't put any spend behind it. Just make a film. Yeah. That's well, the, a thing, kinda... the, the last cigarette ads were the, some of the best where they couldn't. Yeah. They just had to have the branding and the warning. Yeah, um, I definitely. think that would be another step and then no step, but eventually. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, particularly Guinness, they've left us with a great catalogue of, of, of work. That's fabulous. Yeah. As you said, it's shaped. Like I know us as as um, young advertisers and kind of where your where your your reference goes that's where that's where yeah. your head goes to but also like a, it's it's a you know would you put it up there with would you consider it uh with so the guinness advertising with some of the great novels or movies or albums that were made in the last 50 years in ireland Definitely. i would think from an influential point of view and from no, and from a piece of art yeah. and cultural yeah, point art of view as well like that yeah. is that that's like a what we just watched there, that one in in particular, that was like, it was uh, it was an art house film, yeah. and mm-hmm. when you're the it also kind of makes you think you've dropped in on the middle of the film when when the the voiceover I think he says, and then there's this guy. That's the <laughs> opening <laughs> words. It's like, well, who else did we just miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if this mad character and the dream we're just after watching, I want to see more of this. Yeah, or kind obviously of the other guys around the table, they were on their stories as well. But yeah, they, that's yeah. Then yeah, this it, guy. It, yeah. It, great exactly so it's like it draws in straight away even though it's not telling anywhere near a linear story no. in this particular piece it's it's still enthralling to watch and, and and i'm not a i'm not a big fan of of really out there ads or or even dream sequences in films or programs i kind of i'm like all right i know this isn't real move on to the actual storyline that's but this one I, I i wanted more of it and i think that <laughs> The big thing is the character, the casting of that yeah. lead fella yeah. is mm. brilliant. And when he takes his shirt off and starts chucking people off that pile, yeah. it's just like you're almost rooting for him. And, like, yeah. and another small detail is when they fall, they don't seem to be hurt. You know, they just land. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know. And they do it in a very like Cirque du Soleil twirls yeah. in the air and stuff like that as, as they're going down. Yeah. That's 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 brilliant. Who, do you know who do you know who made that? It's AMV. So it was a Abbott Mead Vickers BBDO and it was done about two thousand and five to around about two thousand and one is another app here. So that's so um and it was one of a series that they made for Guinness at the time. I think I think the other the swimming the Italian swimming one. Yeah, with oh, the, yes, your man with yeah. it. Don't worry, you'll never lose. Yeah, yeah, that's that was, brilliant. And there was the, the snail race. There was the snail race. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's the series, and this is one of them, which that's is really great. strong. Well, that's, uh, and obviously, Jonathan Glazer, 1999, made the Surfer as well. The surfer, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fabulous film. Which was voted the ad of the century, the last in the century, last yeah. century which is, you know, again a testament to their, to their uh, great, their great curating or of, of advertising. And I always think it's a way of, um, you know, with the regulations around everything, like take the surfer, for example, when there is the regulations around, okay, you can't show someone be sad before they drink and then be happy afterwards, you know, all these kind of rules. And you're like, yeah, okay, that all makes sense. But then Guinness makes something like the surfer and there's there's no reference. There's nothing. There's no, there's no consumption of alcohol in it. I have have, have to confess as well. I'm also on the the board of the CCCI, the copy clearance 
uh, Committee of Ireland. So um, you're doing God's work. <laughs> yeah. But this, this ad and that ad and Surfer would never even get past the script stage oh, really? today. You know, just there's too many things in them. You know, too, so. too mental. Okay, well, well, we'll uh, we'll move on to our next ad. Uh, even though that was that was a that was a rocket shift. That was a <laughs> good start. Um, yeah. ab- absolutely. So, so what can we expect to see in our second ad? So the next ad is an ad that was done for the um, Melbourne Metro, uh, and it's a safety ad. And it's a safety ad. What they found was that um, people weren't looking as they were crossing the tracks, and they were. Uh, touching the rails and all sorts of things and they were getting killed so they wanted to create a safety campaign that would uh, make people watch out when when, when they're on the metro and they created this set fire to your hair poke a stick at a grizzly bear eat medicine that's out of date Use your private parts as piranha bait. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. Get your toast out with a fork. Do your own electrical work. Teach yourself this red button do Safe around trains, a message from Metro.
Oh, I defy you not to go around for the rest of the day singing that yeah. tune. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, it's great. I, I think the background to it is, now I'm only taking a couple of guesses here, but Australia, the Australians were great at pioneering road safety messages. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember all the graphic ads that yeah. we had a, yeah. here. They were using the Australian model of you know accidents. And I suspect that by this time, um, the Australian public may have been tired of seeing graphic train, you know, road, uh, safety accident, safety ads. So they needed something that was completely different. And they come up with this. It was essentially a music video because it's three minutes, three minutes long. And I know there were edits of it and there were all sorts of other things that came out of it. But and but it was just one of those things that you can imagine because it's done in a childlike mm -hmm very simple animation fashion mm. you can imagine children singing to their parents you know are the parents singing and this and and then there's kind of little wicked humor in some of the some of the little vignettes like selling butcher kidneys on the internet or you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i think i think it's yeah i think it's really powerful one i like the hardest thing i think must be about this is is making like my my father-in-law always says to me he's always like shane you just need one hit song and you retire <laughs> and like but setting out to make a hit song is not easy a lot no. of people in the world set out to make hit songs and fail yeah. so i think one that's like that you gotta you gotta tip a hat to that and uh two like the fact that like this has 1 million subscribers the dumb ways to die youtube channel this has 245 million, million views, viewers right I know, and incredible, it's done it? like you can see how the growth of this it's done the the child animation works and then you just that kind of childlike also violence yeah. but it's still very visceral because you don't expect to see it right yeah. it's not that happy tree friends on mtv where it's very gory it's just subtly yeah. like the whole time in that the, the one where they're all together your man who's missing the top half just does little dots of blood <laughs> yes. like, but you, you can see this i could see this and i don't know if they did this I, i'd be surprised if they didn't like a child book like a child, yeah. children's book coming out with all these characters. I and think just, they did that, um, yeah. And that would make sense. Yeah. They had dumb ways to draw, they had coloring books and yeah. everything with it. So, And I remember with the time, my own kids were quite young when it came out and I was showing it to them. And I, show, and my, I was, my daughter's now 21 and she was, I was telling, them, uh, telling her that I was going to be on here. Yeah. And I said, what ads did you pick? And I said this, said, oh, the best ad ever. You know, they remembered uh -huh. it. It was just, <laughs> it yeah. went into the childlike brain, the ch children's brain. But I think what's also really smart what they did was they got the audience on board in a yeah. sense of we can all agree these are stupid things to do, right? Yeah. Everything we've listed and you're on board and you're agreeing with us. Now here's the things we're actually trying to communicate to you about. Yeah. We, we have you. We have yeah. you. You agree. And they, now and get they, here. They changed the words to these are once they played those they're like these are the dumbest ways to die yeah so like, and it doesn't rhyme. Saw, yeah. Pales in comparison to this shit yeah. now if you do yeah. this around trains. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Also, had you ever seen that, Shane? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, it's, it's, it, uh, you could I say this is quite a challenger way to approach a message. If you go back to what I was saying earlier on, mm, yeah, there was a category way of doing things, and perhaps they found that that, as I said, but that that might have tired itself out, and they needed to find a new way to come through with that, and that's what creativity is. I mean, the message here is still quite straightforward at the end. You know, watch out when you're at level crossings, and all this yeah. sort of stuff. But it's yeah. just the way that it's delivered makes it memorable. Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, uh, so good. 
I'm delighted that we've we, we've had that one on now because that's that's been floating around as one of those great ads. So yeah, uh, brilliant, brilliant to have that one. I think uh, we're around the corner, but we we've some special ads. The bend for home one, absolutely. But it's 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 a good straight home, uh, David. What what ads are we going to see here? So the final ad, I will start with one of them. It's for a UK uh, bread brand called Warburton's, and Warburton's like our big bread brands. <laughs> It's easy to not, not that easy to say. Yeah, I've been, I've been around for a, a family brand that's been around for for generations, and they're probably based in Bolton in England. And these ads, so what my, why I picked these ones is because they're actually quite straightforward in in what they're talking about that their bread bread is baked fresh every day and delivered fresh every day. But they when they when they were creating this ad, the creatives team behind it which was wcrs in the uk dreamed big and when they dream big they made a very special casting and that casting just lifts this ad into the stratosphere they 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 brought in hollywood and you'll see who i mean when you watch the ad good morning warburton's mr warburton there's a mr stallone on the phone what the mr stallone Hello. Is this the Jonathan Warburton? Yes. The guy that bakes and delivers fresh bread to thousands of stores every day? Yes, but... Uh, no buts, Johnny. You're giving me a great idea for a movie. Now, picture this. It's 3.30 a.m. Blackrock. Bolton. I play a tough, uncompromising Warburton's delivery driver, commanding a crack squad of bakers help bent on being the best. It's make or break time. As the last of your freshly baked loaves are getting packed and stacked, I'm locking and loading. By 4 a.m., it's showtime. Gonna stop us from delivering toasty loaves, wholemeal, and snappy one-liners. Time to earn my crust. Hey! When it comes to delivering fresh bread on time, the oven gloves are off. Sylvester Stallone in the Deliverer. Earth. Talk to me, John. Tell me the bit about the bread again. Warburton's delivered fresh from oven to store every day. The deliverers. The deliverers. The, the, the secret of comedy is the great, is the unlikely, one of the secrets of comedy is the unlikely combination of opposites. So you take this Bolton in the middle of England, north of England, and Hollywood, and you just clash the two of them together. And I just, every, every time I watch that, I see something new in it. There's lots of little jokes, like when he jumps into the, to the truck, he jumps in on the left hand side because yeah. he's American, or hit the little you know when he's squeaking the bag closed, or he's here to deliver snap bread and snappy one liners. Yeah, it's so great. it's great. So and it's it's a big Irish connection to this ad, which is it's directed by Declan Lowney, and all of the ads, all of the Warburton ads are directed by Declan Lowney, who is from um, who is well known. He's former RT director and Father Ted 
and uh, he also done a lot of work with us with Brady Family Ham. He's done the last two Brady Family Ham campaigns. He just he's got he's got funny bones. You know, he can make mm. things make you smile and laugh. So that's one yes. of the reasons I chose it. But it's really it's it's it's, it's if you look at them, it's you know this is the brief. Uh, Warburton's is a family brand, fresh bread delivered every day. So, <laughs> and and also you you know you, you think uh you, you might sit in the creative agency saying jesus no way sylvester stone would do this mm-hmm. but often is you don't know until you ask do you have the idea that we should ask sylvester stone now, i'm sure the budgets were quite big yeah and it's a big production but you know it does also cement them as a, a big national brand for, for sure and i think what I love about this, especially this era with Sly Stallone, was he was very he took himself very serious in the eighties and the nineties, and then he kind of went quiet after Copland and stuff, and then he came back with his Expendables, which is the most self-aware film franchise that's ever right. existed. I think there's four of them, and yeah. literally every single one, he's like, okay, who else was big from the 80s? okay Dolph Lundgren? I think the last one they ended up with like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, uh, Chuck Norris, who's like seventy-seven, and like they just—it was so self-aware as films, and this fits into that almost like his blue period, his very self-aware era. Right. Fits the self-aware period. Yeah, this is where yeah. he was like, okay, I, I gotta, I, I'm changing my tactic how I approach in Hollywood. I can't be the leading man anymore, but I'm going to be. There is an audience for me if I'm self aware with a bit of humor about it. Yeah, and um, this is around that time in 2015, so it just fits in. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was filming an Expendables movie potentially in the UK when he came over to do this. Okay, right. Um, okay, that makes sense because I was trying to watch through it. I was like, where are they shot in LA? What's in studio? And did they actually get him physically there at any stage? And there is, there's the one, I think it's oh, yeah, in, he's, in, he's definitely uh, there. He's definitely there. So that means I'd say he was filming and like even the deliverers, that's a play on the Expendables and even the hat he's wearing, he does in the Expendables. He so does the, yeah. that's like an iconic thing from that. So I'd say there's a, and also Demolition Man, he, he wears that, that beret as well. But um, uh, I just think, I, I love that when someone that famous, you ca- it's like you said about dance partners, as a creative concept, you catch them at the right time and it fits what you're doing or what you want them to do fits with what they're trying to achieve. So not only do they, can they afford his rate, but they also, he like this fits my brand at the minute and you end up with something really cool. And I just think that's, that's uh, it's a really impressive piece. It's a nice fit. Look, I, yeah. I didn't know that story. Yeah. And I think that is the real Mr. Warburton as well, the real John Warburton. He's in all of, or Jonathan Warburton, he's in all of the ads. So oh. it's a nice, it's a nice uh, mix. So that that was a, a part of a series and they went on to do um, Robert De Niro, George Clooney, Peter Kay, and um, the most recent one, they've had the Muppets. It's you insane. Know, I'd love for, to know. I just would love to see the budgets. <laughs> I would just love to see the budgets. Yep. But actually, you know, you make a really good point um, about the talent. I mean, there's t- great talent all the time coming in and out of Ireland, you know, to shoot TV shows and movies and everything. Even even musicians come into play here. And wouldn't it be great just to, if the ads were, if you're to dream big and the ads were to link up with them and use them, yeah. you know, that's, it just sort of brings it to a whole nother level, right? Definitely. Because like, I would imagine, I don't know when they did the Muppets one. But I would say it could have been when the second Muppets movie, because it makes sense. Like if there's a huge media budget going behind this ad in the UK, 
it makes sense for the marketing team from the studio to be like, yeah, yeah you just this is going to do more work from us than yeah. going on to as long as it plays within the character of what we're trying to achieve here. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I haven't seen the Robert De Niro ones. I haven't seen. Uh, I'd seen the Slice Lone one, but I hadn't seen any of the rest of them. Um, and I know we're going to look at one now, but I'd love yeah. to look at those and line it up with a film yeah, or yeah, something right. that was being released. And it just, that's great. It's, there's a duality to that that's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're selling bread sure. and they're, they're selling their movie. Sure. So it's kind of that like, makes, that that makes complete sense. Also, the, 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 the ads then themselves gain momentum where yeah. people want to be in them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's so, self-fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, so... So the, the, this is such a good series that we're actually going to watch a second ad yeah. from this one. So what's the second one we're going to see? This one uses the comedian Peter Kay, uh, who is uh, who's, who's very funny. One of my all-time favorite se- se- comedy series is Phoenix Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and it's, this uses Peter Kay. He's I mean I think he's he's from Bolton. Is he? He is a pr- proud Bolton man. He is yeah. Bolton. So uh, yeah. this is this is a long one as well, but it, it shows how a campaign like this could de- develop. Mr. Warburton, there's a Mr. K here to see you. There he is, Mr. Bread. <laughs> I was just passing. Is it true you're 141 years old this year? Yeah, we started in 1876. You've given me an idea for one of those steamy period dramas. Strap yourself in, Johnny, listen to this. You're gonna love it. It's an epic tale of passion, flower, and a woman stood on an hill. Our heroine, Ellen, dreams of a life dedicated to baking her seeded batch loaf. But her father, he has other ideas. Ellen, dearest, people are talking. You must choose an husband. <laughs> There's more to life than baking, Ellen. I play your great-grandfather, Thomas Warburton, a dashing seed salesman from Bolton. Hey. Ellen is overcome by Thomas's intimate knowledge of seeds and his fancy footwork. Can do so much for you. Still more, Auntie Barbara. Hello. Yeah, I'm with him now. Derek Warburton's lad. Yeah, shut up. Oh, do you do garlic bread? Garlic bread? No, they don't do it. No, he's not an actor. Here's the hell. All right, bye-bye. Where were I? Suggestive kneading. Ah. Uh, 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 uh. This seedy affair is over. That's... Hey! But, Barbara, Mr Warburton has everything I need. Sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, poppy seeds. Millet seeds and lint seeds. You are marrying Mr. Ponsworth. He's got a future. He's from Leeds. Leeds? Do you, Barnaby Lillian Ponsworth, take Ellen? Whoa, Kayleigh. When all seems lost, Thomas returns to make the ultimate romantic gesture. Oh, no, no, forget that. I'm not going in there. No, no, no. I've done the frilly shirt and the arse. That's your lot. Come on, come on! One word from you will silence me forever. Well, here's two, son. Have it, Miss Ellen. Oh, yes, Mr Warburton. Will you 
So that's a nationwide bakery business with me. Oh, Mr. Warburton, that'd be absolutely banging. Well, let's do it. How about it, Johnny? Lads. Oh, no, come on. What do you think? It's a winner, I'm telling you. Ah, you're squashing me, bud. Well, last night, I said, dear deliver. They said, no, we do lamb, chicken and fish. Bang, phone down. Now we've started, now we've started. Oh, that's uh, it's hilarious that one, and it's that's I know I know it's long, and I know it's made our podcast very long, but it's worth it, kids. Yeah, it just yeah. kept delivering. It just yeah. kept delivering, kept delivering. I think so many bits in that. I when always... you start when you start a nationwide bakery business, with... yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a way to do a brand history, you know? It's... Oh, I I always have a question. It's funny. We talked about this on the Super, our Super Bowl special this year about the uh paul rudd and um seth rogan doritos doritos ad which we were wondering because they're both famous um they're both writers and they both do an awful lot of um improv and we were like oh i wonder from a production point of view what were they allowed contribute did they contribute from a writing point of view was it just put them in the car and let them do it we weren't sure if they get paid more or whatever, but then I looked into it further, and Evan Goldberg, who's Seth Rogen's writing partner, actually directed the whole thing. So definitely, that whole situation with them was improv. But what is interesting about this one as well, Peter Kay's a writer as well yeah. as an actor, yeah. and I'd love to know what his contribution was. He like, okay, yeah, guys, I get your idea. We're going to do the history of Warburton, but here's Peter Kay. This is how we do this. This is yeah. how we make this TV. I'd love to know the interact when you bring talent on. So say different to Sly, who was also a writer. You'd love to know when you bring a comedy on, comedy actor writer on to partner with you, where their relationship stops with the creative execution and where and where it begins. I don't know. I just think that's well, so so I, interesting. I, I, from from my experience working with Declan, and, and mm -hmm. uh, he is very collaborative, okay. and there's lots of gags in there that I, I, I would imagine he, he was it was Peter K had a huge input into it. Yeah, yeah. and there's lots of things like yeah. it's even self knowing stuff, and he's about to cross the lake, and he's like, hey, "Oh, lad, I'm not doing that," and then you see him walk by all the crew. That's brilliant. I love that. That breaking that fourth wall. And yeah. obviously for that iconic Mr. Darcy swimming scene, and he's like, "No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're not getting it." <laughs> But there's the there was the there's clearly parts where it was the creative agency as well. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Copywriters like the garlic bread. I highly the doubt garlic bread. Peter K put that in, but they were definitely like, "We have to." It's your most famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke, so that that has to go in. And there. the reference, the, the, the brand history, the eighties dancing, and the reference to ghosts. You know the yeah 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 with this yeah. The, oh what is it or just the line this seedy affair I yeah, like, yeah i love yeah. that that stuff just yeah. gets was, me <laughs> like, a seed salesman from bolton the abs as well the visual gag of the abs yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love that yeah so it just it's it's a comic it's a comic masterpiece and they mm. have continued to get but i think this is the height this is the best of them all that they've done they're all very good but this is great I think uh, I think you've you've set me down an afternoon of of Warburton ads. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Warburton, <laughs> have, have a, a look at those. Yeah. That uh, that's a that's a that's a brilliant brilliant ad and brilliant collection of ads. Uh, Great, Dan, thank you so well, much. Thanks for, for inviting me on. I'm delighted. For those. It was absolutely brilliant. So if if anyone is is listening to this and they're going, you know what, it's time to get uh, time to turn our brand into a bit of a challenger. How can they? Get in touch or keep an eye on, on what Bloom is doing. Well, you can send, you can go to visit our website, bloom.ie uh, would be the easiast. Um, and you can, all our contact details are there.
No, I think I think uh, one of the things I learned when I went into advertising was the shortest distance between two people is a, is is a smile, is a laugh, mm-hmm. and if you can make people laugh, they'll remember you better. And I think in this age of brand purpose, brand purpose advertising, um, a lot of advertisers have lost the sense of making people laugh and <laughs> giving them a smile. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah, and we talk we talk about that, like, that yeah we talk yeah. about that a lot on this because we just think you know what I mean just when you can get people laughing it's yeah just, it's different it's a it, different it, different it warms them to you you know and if, if if two strangers meet and one makes it a smile or laugh they'll remember each other better that's I that's the analogy I always use if you're at a, a house party or a party or something like that and who are you gonna who are you gonna remember more fondly the the person at the guest who you didn't know who makes you laugh or the one who tells you, makes you cry yeah exactly <laughs> you know? exactly who simple are you gonna enough. go back to <laughs> simple, simple enough psychology yeah exactly so but before we go Dave I have one question do you, does your website get massive traffic in like late spring <laughs> the late, late May it goes through the roof and then we, we get all these we get all these uh, complaints. <laughs> There has to be an opportunity. I have a ticket for Thursday. Can I tactical campaign? Can I swap it to Sunday? (laughs) Uh, Text back. No. Yeah. yeah. The other one was uh, was Bloom's Hotel and Bloom's Hotel's in Temple Bar. Be hi. We've got a booking for Thursday for three. We're coming from (laughs) Dallas, Texas. Oh God. (laughs) They'd be waiting a while. You're at the wrong wrong Bloom's date. So I I love how that could just mess with your um your analytics of your website. You're you're like yeah we're growing year on year we're doing well. It's like yeah "Yeah, but Bloom are also spending a lot more year. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very specific time of year. Every year late because it's the June Bank holiday. Actually, for a few years we put up a, a a home a page to start saying if you want the flower show go click here and if you want some creative ads some challenger yeah. brand ads click here so that's brilliant it's gas so if, if we were only talking about this the other day we we have the same problem with friends of the earth and forging oh, yeah. we're fucked with that seo wise we're never going to do anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if people get in touch with us we know they really really want to yeah, talk to exactly. us because they, they went to the effort so if you want to uh, get in touch with Dave go on to bloom.e or if you want to buy tickets to uh, Flower Festival <laughs> sure. uh, go there and have a, have a look as well see what happens but uh, David uh, thank you so much for, for your contribution to the podcast it was yeah. an absolute pleasure and very insightful so thank you very much and and if anyone was listening and wants to see those amazing ads go on to workwithfo.e for slash podcast where you can see all the all the lovely videos there and the archive as well uh and if you're listening on a uh, stream platform like subscribe all the good stuff and until next week goodbye thanks so much thanks guys